Welcome to the Damn Good Dogcast. This is your host, Robert Reynolds. With me, Vinny Hardy from Believe in Kentucky. We're here to talk Kentucky today, but before we do that, guys, huge commitment news. Huge commitment news over the weekend. Brandon Turnage, the transfer portal uh, defensive back from Alabama, commits to the G, and then you get a 2023 commit with Marcus Washington Jr. Uh, great prospect, uh, legacy prospect at that. Uh, but let's, you know, we can talk more about that. We'll probably do that Thursday. Uh, but obviously, right now, we've got, uh, we're talking Kentucky football. Look, man, Vinny, I'll tell you right now. Kentucky it seems to always play difficult for us. They always play. Uh, they always play us tough, um, you know. But y'all had a lot of changes, uh, especially from the transfer portal uh, to start off. Um, how are how are y'all handling? I guess the spring with with the losses and everything uh, from the portal. I know you had a, a ton of losses. How are y'all handling that? Good to be on, Rob. Man, I appreciate it. Um, as far as you know, the, the depth and all that goes, it's look, you guys at Georgia are already used to this. Kentucky's trying to get there. They've, they've got more than they've had in my lifetime. Um, there were some guys that transferred out, but then you, I mean, you look at Wondell Robinson transferring in. So that was, that's a positive uh, Kentucky kid went out to Nebraska for a minute and the bridges weren't burned. So he, decided he was, you know, going to jump back from the Big Ten and come back home. That was that was a positive thing. Um, you know, Joey Gatewood transferred in. We just saw Kevin Joseph from LSU that went to the draft. So we've, we've seen some guys come in from bigger name schools coming to Kentucky to play football. It's still – we're still getting used to that. You guys, man, y'all, y'all are pros at this kind of thing. But, um, you know, the wide receivers are going to be a question for Kentucky. We've had some guys transfer out. That position is – Still in flux. Got a new offensive coordinator in Liam Cohen coming in from the Rams, try to get some more balance uh, for the NFL because you know Kentucky can can run the ball. We've seen that, but the passing game is just it's just been suspect for quite a few years. So get a little balance, free things up for Chris Rodriguez and, and some of the, the good stable running backs that they got. Yeah, I was I know looking at you know looking at the Kentucky team, I, I know. Um... Obviously, last year you made it, or you know, y'all made an emphasis to run the ball, and and it showed. Uh, and then you know, on defense, you kind of have this, you kind of have this Georgia uh, makeup per se, where you just play very, very physical brand of football on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, looking at the, you know, looking at our game, it was it was pretty rough. You know, y'all, I mean, when you come in there, you know, the talent gap is still a little bit a ways. You know, there's still a decent gap there. But y'all always play tough, and I think that's a I think that's contributed to Stoops and his mentality there. Um, you know, and, and I think like you were talking about the receivers going. I, I wouldn't say well, I would say part of the receivers. I think it's just an offensive game planning to see if you can spread the field. Uh, that's going to be the biggest question mark, and I think that's going to be the success point right there. Uh, if it you know if it pivots on a good season or a bad season, I know we we know you can run the ball. Uh, Kentucky's good for it. Uh, you know, on defense, you're very stingy, right? You led the SEC in uh, picks last year, too. Uh, so, it, you know, very good, sound defensive side of the ball. Um, obviously, but I think the question is on, uh, on the offensive side, and, and I think it's really a scheme, uh, schematic question maybe. Yeah. Is that Would that be fair to say? Yeah, that's that's it. And, and look, you know, Eddie Grant, that's another name. We've known him in the SEC for years. He was at Auburn. He was at Tennessee. Um 
happy to see him come to Kentucky when when Stoops hired him and Darren Henshaw. A lot of it, he was kind of snake bitten. He he never had a true QB one. Every time you thought you had one in place, there was injuries. You know, they were set to throw the ball all over the yard with Drew Barker. He gets hurt in the second game of the year against Florida. Same thing. That's when uh, Stephen Johnson came in on the fly. They had to kind of redo the whole offense. Uh, same thing when, with Terry Wilson last year. Year before last, he gets hurt and out for the season. And so you have um, – Sawyer Smith, then you flip to Lynn Bowden, and you're just doing stuff out of necessity, you know. So he he never had a true quarterback to go into the year healthy with. That happens. So you had to adjust. And to his credit, they were still able to win, you know, seven games, go to a bowl game, things of that nature, without the offense as you hoped it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned defensively, and and you know Stoops is just kind of they've been patient with him. You know, Barnhart and the athletic department let him go through, you know, some lean years, you know, two and 10, your first year replacing Joker Phillips, a couple five and seven seasons. And when you start off five and one and, oh, maybe we get to a bowl game and then you lose your last five or six schedule gets tough and kind of eats you up. Then you start winning seven games. You go to the bowl game. You win 10 games a couple of years ago. That's first. Look, I'm 43. Yeah. That was when y'all had Josh Allen, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. That was, a, 10 that, was, games. that was a wild year, man. Yeah, I was an infant, like 77, year I was born, was the last time they won 10 games prior to doing it again in 2018. Defensively, they've been there. Stoops is a defensive guy, defensive coordinator at Florida State before coming to Kentucky, You know, secondary coach in Miami with Ed Reed and all those guys before going to Florida State. So the defense has been there. You mentioned the games against Georgia. You know, 14-3 last year in Lexington, if, if we have a little bit of an offense to put some pressure on you, you know, maybe, you know, the game in Athens the year before in the, the monsoon, it was 21 to nothing. So yeah, that was an ugly game, though. <laughs> Ooh, that was an ugly, that was an ugly blowout. And we had a touchdown dropped in end zone, went right through the guy's hands. So I'm not saying we win. I'm saying maybe it plays out a little bit different. But Stoops has beaten everybody in the East since he's been there. He's beaten Missouri. He's had a you know, lost to him last year, but beat him last four out of five. Beat South Carolina last five out of six. Beat Vanderbilt four or five years in a row. Beat Tennessee for the first time in Knoxville last year since '84. I'm proud of y'all for that too. Hey man, I I grew up on the, the hell with Tennessee. Tennessee border. I'm, I grew up on the Tennessee border. I could be in Tennessee in an hour. I was three hours from Lexington, so I went to school with Tennessee fans. You know, it's you know, you, you go over to Kingsport and Bristol to go to the mall and shop. You deal with Tennessee fans, so yeah. Uh, beat Florida for the first time since 1986. He's beaten everybody except Georgia. So as you guys know, the, everybody's gunning for Georgia. You know, we're still not there yet, but trying to close the gap, trying to get there, and offensively, if you can just keep defenses honest, maybe keep keep Rodriguez and smoking those guys from having eight nine in the box. Get somebody to take the top off every now and then, just to just to let them let the running game breathe a little bit, take a little bit of the pressure off. It would be great. Yeah, I think that'll definitely help. And and you know, it's it's fun here because when I bring somebody on from around the SEC, we typically try to do a season uh, season prediction, which we're about to get to in a couple minutes. And one of the things that I've been advocate for here is I genuinely believe that this could be the year Kentucky finishes second. But I think it's really going to come down to the Missouri game. Um, you know, both you know both Kentucky and Missouri have that shot. Really, who do, who wins? You know, that game I think puts in the number two uh, 
for the season in the East. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just see that, you know, and I've talked about this. I think Florida lost too much, in my, at least in my opinion. Florida lost too much. They're going to take a step back. Um, so in, in that case, I, I guess let's go ahead and let's go ahead and two, uh, let's bring it in and we'll do the season prediction. What do you think? Is you know you got you can there's clunkers there's bad games there's days you just don't have it there's you know ten and two again is there oh my oh no it's absolutely you know I'm gonna so I'm gonna go ahead and we're gonna do this we're gonna go ahead and do a quick season uh, preview here and we're gonna make predictions uh, for the Kentucky season so what was everybody seeing now uh, you're looking at Kentucky schedule here. Um, so going, you know, left to right, uh, you look at, you know, you start off, uh, in Lexington against, uh, ULM, uh, and then, you know, Missouri and, and honestly, all eyes are on week two. Uh, you know, then you look at Chattanooga and then you go down to Columbia, uh, Williams, Bryce and play South Carolina. Uh, and then it looks like you go to, or Florida comes up to Lexington. Uh, so you host Florida and then LSU, uh, back to back. So, you know, looking at the first six games, uh, what is your prediction, uh, you know, based off of what we're seeing here? I, you know, I hate to read a homer. I try to be objective, but I, I'm going to say five and one. And the loss just, you know, dropping that game at LSU. Um, you know, looking at it there, you know, I, I can see it. I, I see your point of being five and one because it's very doable. Um, I just think that, you know, you may be four and two. Uh, and, and and it's not the Florida game. I think Kentucky has uh, uh, gives uh, Emory Jones problems. Um, I just think that's what's going to happen. Uh, so I'm not going to consider Florida as the loss, at least in my prediction here. The one question, though, and I want you to win this because I want you all to come in second. The real question mark is the Missouri game week two. Uh, you know, you've got – you know, you're, you're figuring out your quarterback situation – you know, there's a lot of question marks right now, it looks seems like, uh, up in Lexington. So, you know, you have your ULM game, and then next week you have Missouri. And that right there is going to be the telling sign uh, who's going to, I think, who finishes second, perhaps. Uh, but then, you know, like you're talking about LSU. LSU, you know, everybody looked at their record last year, but their talent was way better than their record. And I think with guys coming back, you know, I think that's going to be a situation where LSU is going to come back to their normal form. 2019, absolutely not. But I do think they get better. <clears throat> so I think that may be your second loss for me. Um, if I had to make my prediction, I'm going to go 5-1. and one. And the reason being, I think you barely beat Missouri with the hometown crowd. Yeah, and a lot of people are looking at that Missouri game, rightfully so. You know, they, they beat Kentucky last year under Drinkowitz. Can't make excuses. You can't make excuses at all. They won 20 to 10 out there in Columbia. And everybody had COVID. Everybody had a lot going on. Kentucky had stuff going on on top of their stuff going on. You, you had Chris Oates in his situation with the medical incident that he had. And he was lost for the season. You had... John Schlarman, the O-line coach, who battled cancer for two years. He just passed away last year. The Tennessee game in Knoxville was the last game he was with the team. They won. They stomped Tennessee in Neyland. He got the game ball. He couldn't travel to Missouri. He was really, you know, 
it, it, things went downhill for him health-wise, even more so right before that Missouri game. So then he passes away. So, that I mean, you, you still got to go play Missouri. They lost. But I still, uh, you know, and Missouri's getting a lot of credit from the hot start they got, Drinkwitz and all that. But I still don't think they're there yet. They they can get all the credit, and they might come to Missouri. They might come to Lexington and win again, and I'll I'll be okay. I'll tip my hat if they win week two in Lexington. I just still think it's a little fool's go with them, and everybody can hype them up, and that's fine. Um, but it was just it was a lot of stuff going on, and I'm not trying to make excuses, but there was there was a lot internally going on. You you're losing the coach. Your coach is about to die. Recruited a lot of these linemen from eighth and ninth grade. And the high of that Tennessee game in Knoxville, we all saw it. You guys happy for us whooping the balls was the was an exact low the next week in Columbia because he couldn't. Yeah, it was an emotional game. I think that I think it was a trap game. Yeah, it was a perfect example. You got to take your losses. You can't. If we had our coach, you, you take you line up and play Missouri won. But I still I just don't think he's got them there yet. Now, if he comes in and lights us up and they win, well, I'll, I'll be I'll stand corrected. But until then, I don't I don't think Missouri is quite as hype worthy as everybody's saying just yet. I, I'll tell you what though, it's going to. I think it I think it will be a good game. I definitely think it will be a good game there. Um, and, and it's one that I'll be watching, uh, or at yeah. least keeping an eye out for. Uh, just, I just think there's a lot at stake early on there, uh, especially in the East. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to throw this back up here. Obviously, we ended up with Florida coming to uh, Lexington and then LSU the same or the next week. So <laughs> then you look at this is where this is going to be brutal right here. The, yeah. and, and I showed the comment earlier. The uh, a Facebook user was talking about the Florida LSU Georgia run is going to be pretty tough. And, and yeah. they are right um, mm-hmm. to start your back half of the season. You know, you go down, you know, go down to between the hedges and you come to Sanford Stadium. And this is where I see it getting pretty rough uh, at that game. It's going to be a tough game. And what I mean by that is both teams are going to get beat up. It's just the way we play uh, coming from a Georgia fan. I think Kentucky and Georgia seems to be one of those tough, physical, you know, hard-nosed games. Uh, You know, but then, you know, you look at uh, you have a bye week and then you go to Starkville. uh, And then, you know, Tennessee comes back to Lexington. Then you go to Vanderbilt, uh, you go – or New Mexico State comes in, and then you finish at Louisville. Uh, obviously, that's a big rivalry game for y'all. Uh, mm-hmm. So starting the second half uh, of the season here, you know, I look at – you know, what are your thoughts here for – what are your predi- uh, predictions for the back half of the season? You know, they everybody's gunning for y'all. You guys know that. You guys have been – just like y'all are gunning for Alabama, everybody East is gunning for Georgia – I, I still got to see it myself, you know, before <laughs> I got to see us beat y'all first. So I think we'll, we'll, we'll come up short again. It'll, it'll still be, there are no more victories, but it won't be Georgia just embarrassing Kentucky 63 to three or anything like that. It'll, it'll be a tough I, yeah. One. I don't see that happening. Y'all secondary is too good to, even if we open the ball up, y'all secondary is pretty stingy too. So, mm-hmm. and in old days, pre Mike Leach, that Mississippi State game is always tough. That's our opponent every year from the West. You you know Mississippi State. They're always physical. Might not be as talented as everybody else, but they pound it. It's knockdown, drag out. 
Now you get a bye week and you're playing Mike Leach and they're passing the ball all the time. They they average like 43 yards a game rushing last year. So it's not the same physical Mississippi State team. So that said, I can that's why any other year I'd say nine and three, because you would you would lose to LSU, Georgia, and Mississippi State. I think you lose to LSU and Georgia and then you write the ship and finish out the rest of the way. You got Hypo at Tennessee first year. Vanderbilt is Vanderbilt. We got a winning streak going against them. Step out of conference, you know, handle business against New Mexico State and been whooping the Cardinals the past couple of times. You got the upper hand in the rivalry, beating them recruiting and beating them on the field. Um, Kentucky still should have the advantage there. So I'll, I'll go ahead and say 10 and 10 and 2, 5 and 1 first half, 5 and 1 second half. That's uh, That would be in a pretty damn impressive season, I'll tell you that. You know, obviously, I think we look at Georgia here. Look, if, if you're listening in, I'm just going to let you know this right now. Georgia, I think it's going to win that game. But please do not underestimate the physicality that Kentucky brings. If you're a dog fan, listen to what I just said. You've seen it in the past two games. Sure, we've won. But I'm telling you right now, they're, they're going to play you physical. And I think it'll be a close game. Uh, definitely for at least three quarters. I think you might see a couple touchdown. I, I think it becomes a uh, a couple touchdown win uh, game, but it's late that it happens. Yeah, yeah. So down there in Athens, between the hedges, yeah. the, the crowd will be there again, and it'll be that intimidating venue that it's always been. Absolutely. Boys. You know, then you look at Mississippi State. You know, I, I never. I, you know, last year Mississippi State was just kind of just bad. Uh, they got off to a hot start against LSU, shocked you know shocked a lot of the people, and then after that, it kind of just fell off pretty hard for them. I think we had uh, you six know, but we'll, last year, I think six. That, yeah, that was a, that was random. You know, it was I did not see them beating LSU, and they did. Uh, but I mean, you look at so you look at Mississippi State, right? Everybody knows they're going to be passing the ball. Mississippi State has to get a, a somewhat functional ground game to really be a true threat here. So I look at that right there. You know, Will Rogers is a good quarterback, but I just don't know if if they, you know, I think your defense stops them, uh, makes makes the plays, and I think y'all pull that win out there. You look at uh, you look at Tennessee and Kentucky, or you know, Kentucky and Tennessee. That's always a good game, but let's just be honest here. Tennessee complete rebuild, and they're really start. And, and Heupel has got a a lot on his hands, um, you know, in his first year. Uh, so you know, it could be ugly by this point. It really could, uh, you know. But you look at you look at Mississippi State, and then you look at Tennessee. I think you handle Tennessee, and then you handle Vanderbilt. Uh, you know, look at New Mexico State. I think that happens as well. Uh, Louisville. I think that's going to be a really close game. Uh, you know, Louisville's not the Louisville of old. Uh, I know when Lamar Jackson was in Louisville, he gave y'all fits. Mm-hmm. But I, I think a lot of the time he gave a lot of people fits. Yeah. You know, so I'm looking at it here, and I think it's a uh, you know ten and two. Nine and three season at the worst, uh, based off of this, unless obviously bearing, you know, no injuries. What we're basing off our predictions here, uh, obviously injuries can make anything change. That's why it's way too early. But um, you know, I could see it being a, at least a nine and three, probably a ten and two. And like I said, I think you finish second in the East. Yeah, it's 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 there. It's doable. Um, and and we even we even jumped up and bit Lamar, uh, Louisville when Lamar was there. You know that uh, the year after he won the Heisman, you know, uh, yeah, went to Louisville and beat them. They were thirty point favorites, and, and Kentucky beat them forty one thirty eight. 
Uh, he fumbled famously, and, and Kentucky fans, you know, still cherish that memory because, because <laughs> um, you know, you you had no shot of winning out there and then beat them. And then here lately, the past two years, it's, I think 101 to 23 is Kentucky's beating them combined score. It's just been – You're talking about Louisville, right? Yeah, just blowouts. Yeah, Louisville hasn't been good in the since Lamar left, in my opinion. But but you you can't – the one thing about a rivalry game, and I think you know this, you, you still have to watch out. And, you know, Georgia fans will tell you, we own the state of Georgia. Georgia Tech is not a true threat of us, in my opinion. But at one point, they were. <laughs> you had, uh, yeah. you know, when you had Calvin Johnson and all that stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, looking at it now, look, man, the ACC, and I think you'll agree here, the ACC is really top-heavy when it comes to, you know, obviously Clemson. And then, you know, you look at North Carolina, where they are now, and Miami, if you want to consider them up there at the top tier of the ACC or the next level. I guess below Clemson, you know. After that, though, there seems to be this, this huge drop off, um, you know. And but I, I just don't really know how ACC can build back and get more parity. Uh, so it would be nice, right? It would be nice to yeah. see a, a tough physical game between you know you and the Cardinals. Uh, but I just see, I just see Kentucky being too physical. It's just SEC football. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that it's gonna win you every game, but you know, at the end of the season, you've went through the you know you've went through the gauntlet. And you sit there and you go play your, you know, your rivals. You got that energy. You, you got it on a damn good season. I think you got something to prove, and you're going to make a statement against them. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think that's the situation that Kentucky could look at possibly uh, coming into that uh, rivalry game at the end of the season. That's it. And it's three bowl games in a row. A lot of people, you know, Kentucky went four and six in the SEC last year, and people outside of the conference. You know, they saw him playing a ranked NC State team in the bowl game, an eight-win NC State team, and, uh, you know, Kentucky's not – and, of course, Kentucky beat them. And that's that's coming from the SEC. You go and play an ACC team, and, you know, the, the physicality, you know, the in the trenches, Kentucky is building and looking more like an SEC squad. So the com- the eye test between Kentucky and, and NC State last year in the bowl game, well, we got the bigger line than them. Used to, Kentucky was small and, and you know, outsized and out physical. And now they're <laughs> – comment about Vandy. Now, um, you know, Kentucky's actually built enough depth and size and, like you said, physicality to where – and, you know, used to we had to go, you know, it might be before your time, back in the How Mummy days and Tim Couch, you know, you throw the ball around – you, you go for it on fourth down. You had no defense. You try to outscore teams. Now Kentucky with a power running game, a physical offensive line, you know, physical defensive line, like SEC teams do, true SEC teams. They're not they're not Alabama and Georgia and all that yet, but we're trying to get in that second tier and, and trying to get to where the big dogs are. Yeah, you know, I look at it as, you know, Stoops has got that defense in a situation where, you know, you can be a true threat in the East. But the thing there that I think you need to, you know, that every everybody, you know, Kentucky fans, if you're listening, I think the main word is consistency. And what I mean by that is keeping, you know, keeping the program in the top half. Obviously, I think you're a top half team anyway, but top third, maybe the top three, right? It, if you can consistently become a top three team, you know, and then every, you know, every once in a while you push past Florida, right? Or, you know, and, and you make it and, you know, somehow maybe, you know, everybody's looking at the gold standard as Georgia, and that and that's fine. Just from a talent standpoint, that's what you have to look at. But you know, Kentucky. You know, when y'all had Josh Allen, that was a damn good team. And you know, 
that was a really good season. I think that's what really catapulted Stoops up there and really helped with recruiting. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I love – I live for recruiting here. Um, I, I love talking about it basically every episode if I can. But, you know, once you start getting it, if, you know, you finish second in the, and start to become more consistent, I, I, I seriously think there's a shot that you start pulling these kids, uh, you know, out of Tennessee or, you know, you really start to come into these uh, recruiting battles and come away with some elite talent. Because, you know, looking at Kentucky, in the past couple of years, you've been able to do that. Uh, you know, whether it be receivers or offensive linemen, you know, you, you've started to see these kind of recruiting victories that really propel the program uh, to the a next level. Yeah. Um, so I think obviously the consistency would play a part in helping the recruiting. You know, you know, you look at the teams, you look at Georgia's, you look at Bama's, right, Clemson's and Ohio State's uh, in regards to recruiting. Okay. It's, it's hard to top those, right? It's hard to top them. And generally speaking – you know, the, the top recruiting teams when it comes to the rankings are the ones that are more successful. Uh, you know, I, not to believe, you know, not to say that the star rankings uh, are 100 percent accurate. But, you know, statistically saying you, you have a top three class, you're going to be in that you're going to be in the running for those national title contender spots, uh, especially when it comes to the 14 playoff spots. Yeah. And you, you mentioned recruiting is, you know, they've done a good job of, of getting guys early projecting what they're going to be. You mentioned Josh Allen. He was a two-star. His only mm-hmm. offer was Kentucky and Monmouth. Uh, you know, Benny Snell grew up in Ohio State's backyard. You know, the Buckeyes didn't want him able to get him. Stoops has done a lot in Ohio. It's like, hey, we're right here, right below you guys, but just come on down to the SEC. Instead of trying to bang our head and, and keep coming and recruiting against Georgia and Alabama down in the south, he's kind of made – Ohio, because you know, being from Youngstown and Cincinnati, hey, come over and play in the SEC, and and they've had a lot of success there. Um, but yeah, the the getting on guys early is has been a key, uh, and now they're starting to get some of those four stars, like you said, you know, the Justin Rogers kid out of Michigan, D tackle that's going to play a lot this year. So now they're getting better players, getting more talent in addition to being able to get on guys early and, and, and see diamonds in the rough, now you're starting to actually get good players and then you're developing already the lower star players that you've been getting. So like you said, it is going to, you know, continue to kind of reap the benefits of it. You'll be able to see uh, the improvements as far as recruiting yep. goes and the level of talent that's coming in. Like, but it takes Absolutely. time. It takes time. All right, that it does. That it does. Um, you know, but hey, look, uh, Vinny, I just wanted to thank you for coming on and uh, obviously talking some Kentucky football. You know, obviously, like I said at the beginning of the show, you know, Kentucky has been one of those teams that's played Georgia very physical, uh, unlike a lot of other teams uh, that we've played in the recent uh, years uh, in the East in regards. Obviously, we've had, you know, Alabama in the SEC championship games, things like that. But, you know, consistently, you know, since Stoops has been there, it's been pretty consistently tough to play Kentucky, even though it's been wins, it's been earned. <clears throat> so, you know, much props and respect uh, to Kentucky for that. Uh, I'm looking forward to the game this year uh, just to see, you know, see how we play and how, how our new offensive strategy and philosophy kind of bodes against the defense, right, the defensive philosophy there. <clears throat> so it's going to be interesting. Uh, hey, before you go, uh, let tell everybody where they can find you, man. 
Uh, I'm on Twitter at Vinny Hardy, Vinny with a Y, Hardy with a Y. Um, host Believe in Kentucky podcast, like you mentioned on the Believe Podcast Network, B L E A V, Believe in Kentucky. Um, had the J Boy, Jake Crane, on the other day, and he was, you know, kind of like you, picking Kentucky to be in second. But just just give us a follow there and, and check out the podcast. And for all the Georgia people like yourself, look, I'm I'm, I'm older, but. You know, Dominique Wilkins is my all-time favorite NBA player, UGA legend, and I'm a TBS kid, so Dale Murphy was my guy. I'm a diehard Braves fan to this day, so, you know, we got that in common, even though we blew against red when it comes to college, but, you know, Dominique and the Braves, I can, I can get with that all day long. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna question that, man. You know, we're not gonna question it once so whatsoever. Hey, but man, I just wanted to say again, thanks for coming on, and I uh, look forward to talking to you soon. Man, appreciate it, Robert. Thanks for reaching hey, out. My pleasure. Over, man. Appreciate my it. pleasure. Y'all have a good evening. All right, bud. Have a good one. Too. All right, guys. So, but before we wrap up, obviously, we'll go back and start what I uh, brought up to begin the show here. Uh, you know, looking at Brandon Turnage, I want to kind of get back into this recruiting here. Brandon Turnage, you know, my initial take on what I think he will bring to the Georgia program. You know, I'm looking at, you know, obviously his situation at Bama and, you know, coming from, you know, top or right outside of the top 100 uh, when in the 2019 class. But I, I genuinely think that he could push for a starting role. Uh, you know, there's not a ton of experience there from his time at Bama, uh, but the talent is there. Uh, so, you know, I think at least it brings some good quality depth there. Um, but at the end of the day, though, you know, I think he could push for a starting spot. We'll have to see. Uh, ultimately, I just feel that, you know, Kirby's not done with the portal yet. Um, you know, I think there's one more spot, maybe two. Uh, you know, and I think you're going to find he's going to Kirby's going to try to find uh, an, a starting cornerback. And, and obviously with Clemson in the, uh, you know, waiting basically for uh, September 4th there, you, you have to have some uh, you have to have it shored up. So you look at that right there. And then obviously the 2023 commit Marcus Washington, Jr., uh, father Marcus Washington played at Georgia, if, if anybody don't remember. Uh, if you don't remember, obviously. Um, so it's a legacy commit. Uh, you know, really looks long and, and fast, kind of what Kirby wants. Uh, and obviously just adding on to the um, the start of that 2023 class, uh, starting off on a good note there as well. Uh, so, you know, obviously, and in, in outside of the football here, or from a recruiting standpoint, I should say, uh, obviously, being from North Carolina, I was ecstatic to hear uh, Governor Cooper uh, basically cut down or, you know, basically push back the uh, mask mandates, let go of it. So you're looking at September 4th being at Bank of America Stadium in front of a full house. So with that being said, it's going to be wild. I cannot wait to watch that game. There's so much going on, uh, so much hype around the game. Uh, and obviously, now that you have a full crowd there and Bank of America, it's it's going to be a wild game. That's, there's no question about it. Uh, you know, I think all our eyes are going to be on us and in Clemson uh, September 4th, rightfully. So, uh, you know, and don't forget about Bama, Miami, and other of these games right there. Um, but you know, obviously, the the full house, uh, you know, the the full capacity now is is going to make September 4th that much more meaningful. Uh, before I go. Uh, stay tuned guys. If you're watching the show Thursday, we're going to introduce something, uh, starting of a tradition here. 
I'll explain more then. Uh, if you look, if you're listening to the show, do yourself a favor and, and find and go to damngooddogcast.com and, and find out how to watch it because I think Thursday you're going to want to watch it. Uh, you know, I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm hoping that it hypes up Georgia fans. Uh, you know, moving forward. So let's just let's just say this. I think it's going to be fun. A uh, good way to interact with uh, parts of the show. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, but other than that, though, guys, look, I'm on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You know, go like, go subscribe on YouTube. Uh, I'm on Twitch. Go follow uh, there. Uh, check out damngooddogcast.com again, though. Uh, you can find all the links to everywhere you're listening to, uh, where to watch, uh, things like that. There's so much there. Uh, so go check out the website. And on that note, though, guys, I just want to say have a great Monday and go dogs.